Parks, we're back. Yeah, Everyone, back. welcome to the Holy Grail podcast. Um, we're back from our little mid-season siesta. Uh, finally finished writing school reports. Um, and look, it was on me. It's on me that we were, I was, I've been pretty flat out and just have not had time of a Wednesday evening. But we're back. Parks has put up the Instagram post, uh, the Facebook post to Savo and hope you're all looking forward to it. Uh, it's really good to be back, Tom. I, I must admit, I have to agree with you there. I, it is your fault <laughs> uh, that we haven't been oh, ready for it. Um, but that's okay. You know what? We've got to got to take these breaks every now and again. You're a busy man now. You're fully employed. Oh, um, no. Those no, no. kids, you've got a lot more reports to do than I think, there I was, think we are. I think there was um, near 200 reports to write yeah. over the space of three to four weeks. So didn't have much time to even... I wasn't even following the footy that much, but no. look, we'll work it out. Um, yeah, so hope, hoping to gain some consistency again for you all. Uh, Grailers is the new term I've come up with. A little, yeah. little bit like punters and dribblers yeah. uh, from the uh, Hello Sport podcast. So Grailers, look, throw shit at the wall. Sometimes it sticks. Exactly we'll see, if, right. see, how you, see how you like it. Well, the but, one um, thing I have learned actually over the last couple of weeks, Tom, is that our school reports are just copied and pasted. Whatever you think your teacher thinks of you, throw it out the window because they're copied and pasted. Well, <laughs> I generally split my kids up into maybe four different categories if yeah. they were lucky and then they just got copy pasted. Yeah. And then you anyway. just control out, delete their name, replace it with another one. Yep. So. Exactly. So, but look, you got to do it. You got to do it. Did you make um, sure you proofread and didn't put the wrong name in there once or twice? Yeah, I had someone else proofread. Oh, so right, it was okay. It was okay in the end. But... Yeah, it was a grind, but I'm done. Let's Cruising get started. again now. Let's get started. So since we've been gone, stuff's happened in the AFL like Dad's Army. The Cats are uh, building some real momentum, and Bucks has bidded farewell to the Magpies after 27 years with the club as player, captain, assistant coach, and finally coach. So tip, we'll tip the hat to him in a bit later. Uh, nothing much has happened in the NRL because it's origin time, and as such, club footy is put right on the back burner. Penrith are essentially playing with their threes side. And it's hard to imagine that anything happening now really means much. But how good were Turbo, Trell, and Top oh, 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 in Origin 1 for New South Wales? They were unreal. Um, so we'll get excited about that later. Heaps is happening in the NBA playoffs, which I can't keep up with. But Lucky Parks is all over it. He'll bring it to you play by play. And... Look, rear straight up my alley. International Test Cricket has returned with New Zealand claiming a Test Series against those coats from England in England. Great science, New Zealand heading into the World Test Championship Final versus India starting on Friday. And for Australia with England looking shit ahead of the Ashes in five months' time. And finally, we want to get through some of your Holy Grail mail messages as well. So a packed show that we'll be pretty much doing off the cuff but I'm looking forward to it, and it should be fun. Welcome, Pat. Thanks for having me, Tom. I know you haven't had me recently, but I'm really excited to be here at the moment. And uh, oh, it good. has been an eventful couple of weeks, but I feel as though it's the same old story. AFL and NRL are kind of just blending like the uh, the Big Bash League back in cricket in summer. Just that haze of colours, baby. Haze of colours. It's... um. I mean, it's good to watch. There's been a couple of ripping games yeah, uh, for sure. in both uh, both codes. Um, but I think we start with AFL. We always do. Let's go for it. Let's start us off, Parks. What do you got? Uh, so, firstly, 
my first point, I've got David McKay's hit on Hunter Clark. Now, if mm. you're fresh to the game, uh, David McKay from the Crows, uh, basically head over the footy. So is Hunter Clark from the Saints. Uh, at this point, Saints were up 36 to nothing. Like, they were flogging them. And uh, both going for the footy, and I, David McKay's just gone up as Hunter Clark's head's, like, over the ball. He's grabbed the ball, and then they've collided. His shoulders collided with his jaw. Ended up breaking Clark's jaw. Um, and there's a bit of turmoil surrounding this as... Do you define that as being an illegal hit to the upper part of the body, like the head? Uh, or is that just simply going for the ball, bloke up the road? It's interesting that... So the AFL have done something different here than normal. So obviously these sort of incidents go to the match review panel to yep. look at. Michael Christian's the man in charge of that. Yep. Um, generally he will give it a grading and then the... Uh, the player or the club can choose to go to the tribunal to yep. either fight to you know downgrade that or whatever. Yeah, that's the normal process. The AFL actually stepped in and skipped Christo and have just gone straight to the tribunal. Yep. So Dave McKay is looking at. I read somewhere three weeks, but could be more than that. Yeah. Um, because we've seen in the NRL and the AFL, especially this year, that crackdown on head high contact. Yeah. They're really going after it. They. The, like the reasoning behind it is fair too that there's a real flow on effect. Well, there could be a flow on effect down to junior sport, which could yep. hurt um, junior sport um, participation and whatnot. Our friend Kelsey Hogan actually wrote a article about that in the Daily, Daily Telegraph, Telegraph. Yep. Uh, just last week um, about how parents were actually welcoming these sort of actions from the governing bodies, AFL, yep. NRL. Um, to try and stamp out this head-high contact. Now, I think David McKay is very unfortunate because I can't think of it off the top of my head the exact incidents and who was involved. But there were a couple of similar ones where earlier in the year where someone's actually got the ball. And so the sort of ruling has been if you get the ball and contact, incidental contact then happens, yep. then it's sort of fair, fair play. It's just yeah. an accident footies a contact collisions where a contact sport where collisions happen yeah um but david mckay for this one like it seems like they're going to want to make a point of it and throw the book or write new bloody rules in the book to make sure that he gets rubbed out for a few yeah uh, for a few games so it'll be interesting to see what happens it is um and they've used they've used the term where they said um David McKay's rough contact charge has the potential to divide divide the football community and spur change regardless of the result. Mm. Um, and I think that this is probably one of many of the incidents that have happened throughout both codes this year that have sort of had the potential to divide that. Yeah. That um, whether that should be penalised yep. and taken out of the game or whether that's footy, it's a contact sport. There's an old, um, well, a sort of age-old saying in footy. Neil Denneher has actually used it as part of his um, promotion, yep. I'll say, uh, for the big freeze. It's when it's your time to go, you've got to go. Yeah. And to me, this was, there's a footy to be won. Both players are, like there was space between them. So both players are coming off 20, 30 metres, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they've both realised that it's their time to go. They've both gone footy. 
McKay's actually got his hands to it that much before Hunter Clark has. Yeah. And there's, there's been a collision mm. of bodies because of that. So I think it's pretty stiff. And I think there's still... There has to be a place in footy for accident. Like, accidents happen. Yeah. These blokes are running. Like, these blokes are athletes. They move unbelievably fast. They're unbelievably strong. Mm. We still want collisions in the sport because that's part of it. We want to limit the head high and the damage yeah. of these collisions, but it's it's footy. Like, it, and it was their time to go, and they both went. Mm. And it could so easily have been Dave McKay who came off second best. Yeah, exactly. Well, my argument for McKay is that uh, in this this specific collision, they're both coming at each other head on. Therefore, mm. Hunter Clark knew full well the whole time that he was going to at some time collide yep. with McKay. So why did why is it not on him to prepare himself? Because I would argue that McKay has actually turned his shoulder yep. so that his shoulder hits first. That's also Whether a, that, yeah. like a collision with yep. shoulder to shoulder, then head knock from there yep. happens, yep. that's when you say, oh, well, you actually had yep. contact with the head. But Hunter Clark has done nothing to protect himself no. and he's actually ended up with a broken jaw. Yeah. So... Where does the line come in? Where like, well, actually, you didn't protect yourself. That's your own fault. Is it a is it a sort of collision bump tackling technique issue more so than a rule issue? Like, uh, should yeah. people be going like like? I, I wouldn't be surprised. And there was one only a couple of weeks back involving a young might have been young Collier Dawkins or something like that. His name is from mm-hmm. Richmond. He's only played a handful of games, but. He left himself completely open, didn't turn his body. And I think it was Joel Selwood who pretty much just donged him straight on the top of the head. Yeah. But Selwood was the one over the ball and Coley Dawkins just didn't protect himself. Yeah. And straight after the game, Hardwick said, look, I'll talk to him over the weekend because Selwood did everything right. Yeah. He's gone, he's put his body over the ball, he's turned to protect himself yeah. and Coley Dawkins just pretty much ran in and just headbutted him, like left yeah. himself completely open. And so that's that was a technique thing. And, and I think, like, this one's unfortunate, but... And nine times out of ten, if you get to the ball second, you come off second best. Yes. It, like, if you're not going in 100%, then are you... Well, I don't even argue, are you playing the game mm. to your 100% potential? So, to me, I'm yeah, I'm on the side of McKay in that he shouldn't get penalised for this because... Uh, not because he, like... Because he did. At the end of the day, he broke his jaw. So yeah. he's made contact with the head and it's illegal to do that in mm. the AFL rules. But Hunter Clark has done nothing to protect himself. Therefore, I'd put the onus on him. And it's very hard to continue to get players to tell players to be first to the ball, to get like get to the ball first and yeah. make sure you take possession and yeah. you know put your head over the footy yeah. when Blake's coming in second and getting the free kicks out of it. Yeah. Even though you're in lower, harder first, it's the person coming in like after, not protecting themselves who's getting it. Well, that um, same incident happens anywhere else other than the AFL. You probably don't even look at it. Yes. Possibly, yes. possibly in the VFL, uh, the yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But Otherwise, you just otherwise like, it's, it's a collision that happens. Yeah, exactly. So, therefore, it's... Um, to me, I think that if he gets three weeks yep. or more, I think I'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to follow it up. I yep. think the tribunal case probably nearly today. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, 
Another quick one on just on this game before we go past it. The Saints were up by so much in this game, and we were at Pepe's just sort of watching it on the big screen. And the Saints were it was twenty seven to nothing at um, quarter time. It's forty eight to eighteen at half time, and they just kept coming and coming and coming. And it was young Riley Thilthorpe who had a couple of opportunities. He stepped up with about two minutes to go and missed. He, as it was a it, he missed a set shot. Like, it was a tough one from the boundary. Went the drop punt, didn't score. Um, and then gets his another chance a couple of minutes later. And from 20 metres out, straight over the top of his head, kicks a goal and is the match winner and actually won the Rising Star as well. So, just quick little shout out to Riley Thilthorpe. Well done, yeah. brother. Like, I remember sitting there, it was a ripping game to watch and it actually... Surprised me a little bit. It had most of the pokes in Peppy's up on their feet watching it. Yeah, which yeah. You don't get much of nah, up here. Nah, everyone uh, was everyone was right into it, which is awesome. I mean, like you just take the Builders Club, for instance. <laughs> They've got the big screen that would cover the size of our house. Yeah. Um, with the NRL and even replays of it, and yep. then up in the top corner. Right next to trackside, they've got the AFL <laughs> yeah, yeah. on or this screen that may as well be Ke- your iPhone. Kino's on a bigger fucking screen. Yeah, Kino's yeah. on a bigger screen. You may as well watch it on your phone. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's pretty useless. But um, yeah, it was a ripping game to watch. Yeah. And yeah, Adelaide came from nowhere and just reinforced the fact that St Kilda are just the most unpredictable oh, team in the comp. Okay, yeah. And I don't know if you want to just go while we're going on just these couple of good games from this weekend. Um, North and Giants played out a draw in, yep. at, down at Blunston Arena in Hobart. Um, slip up for the Giants. Yeah. They needed to win this, and they actually had a really good chance. They were coming from behind, mm. but you just felt that the Giants, they're the better team. They should win it. Yeah. They should win it. But it was. Giants um, are in that uh, 7 to 12 yeah. spot on the ladder where yeah. it's kind of. Yeah. This is the important you've, part. You've of got season. to you've got to take these opportunities yeah. because yeah. you take them and the Giants are sort of up to maybe eighth, eighth yeah. or ninth. Yeah. You drop it and you're back down to twelfth, and you've got to like you got to do a lot of work. You, to, you got a bit of room to like yeah. move around. Say come come late in the season, you yeah. want to rest a bloke or two yeah. to come come into finals. Yeah, you know that's your opportunity. That against a t- team like North, absolutely you can't miss. Daniel Lloyd. Kick to the goal to square it all up mm-hmm. um, in the 29th minute of the last quarter. So there was less than two minutes to go or whatever. Then had another shot, um, like tough on the run under pressure, but sort of 40 metres out, just had to score yeah. and kicked it out on the full with That was, I don't know, 30 seconds to go or something. Yeah. So they had the chance to win it. They should have won it. But in saying that, North were the better team all day. I don't think the Giants led by more than a point all day. Yeah. So yeah. it was pretty well even the whole time. Um, north, yeah, that was a that's another. I guess that's another like thing like North just being North. Yeah, they should have just won this easily, but yeah, that's another interesting fact that I saw. They brought up on the Adelaide St Kilda game is that Adelaide led for thirty seconds of the game with a minute twenty four to go. <laughs> so they've yeah they've led for two minutes yeah like it was St Kilda was like 117 minutes in, t- in front or something like that it was something yeah. ridiculous like yeah that's um, crazy uh, the Eagles Richmond did you see any of this on oh, I didn't actually Sunday see night I actually did see this and it was another cracking game um, Richmond looked like they were just the better team yep. all day like 
Eagles still missing like Shuey and Kelly and a couple of others. So, yeah. I mean, Richmond got something out too, no doubt. Yeah. But it was old Joshy Kennedy, the 33-year-old bearded veteran who yeah. stood up, uh, kicked a goal from the boundary. Uh, who was it? I reckon it was Liam Ryan kicked a six-metre pass to him that was called a mark. <laughs> Speaking of not 15s and bloody oh. late in uh, late situations but Kennedy credit to him went back dobbed the goal Um, Eagles held on to win by four points so that was a really good game as well so we were treated to a few few good games over this long weekend there were a good couple of good games but um, let's just drop back just a gear and let's uh, go through and just see what everything means for Mm -hmm. do a little bit of a recap see what everything wherever everyone's at for the year so we'll start with Port Geelong, we'll start with Port Adelaide. So they've gone down to Dad's Army. Yeah. Uh, at home, was it? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Um, it, that hurts for Port. Yeah. That's this this sort of game. Like, I'm trying to convince myself um, that they're more than pretend that they're not pretenders. Yeah. However, like you need you need to win these games. Yeah. Um, against quality opposition, like the Cats are really good, and I said in the um, opening to the show that Dad's Army's I think they had 10 players over 30 yeah. um, in this game which is the most ever so yeah. they're pretty much the oldest squad ever to play AFL or like in, in the <laughs> modern era me. Um, one of anyway and but you just look across the park and they've just got like just class everywhere experience heads um, Jeremy Cameron played a blinder um, I was just going to say, like, their, their three main forwards have combined for 12 goals. Yep. Like, where's Port's defence there? Like, there's, I mean, it's a fairly, yeah. it's a three from, like, Dragon, but, yeah. like, three out of Dragon, but you've got to, you've got to do something there. I mean, Tom Hawkins, four, four goals, four, could have easily had six. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron kicks straight as, straight as a shooter. Yeah. Uh, and Gary Rowan, three goals, two. Yeah, Gary Rowan's a mediocre forward at best, I think. Yeah, I think but that, like I think that you, I, I don't disagree with you, but he's a really good player when you can get a good system around him, and he's still yeah, like yeah. he's got talent. He's got an overhead mark. He yeah. generally doesn't miss his kicks. Like he generally kicks straight, and he's got that closing speed. No, I, I. So he's got he's got enough elements to his game. He's never going to be a star, but you put enough around him, yeah. and he can like those elements can shine through yeah no I would compare compare him to um Kale Hooker kind of just okay. like like when he shows up yeah. he's like yeah unbelievable and just like oh my god where did he come yeah. from but then like we'll just not show up for the next three weeks yeah. yeah um did that a lot at Sydney where you just have an absolute blinder and then yeah. just where's that bloke gone yeah um um it was and Rosie kicked five for the first time in his career. Connor Rosie and yep. Charlie Dixon kicked four. So it wasn't a terrible outing for Port, mm. but it's just they're like that. They had to win this. They were right in it. I think that was even with ten minutes to go, and so, Geelong yeah. have won by twenty-one points. So those ones hurt from a Port perspective. And we talk about the big, big sound coming out of Greater Western Sydney. Of I'm just hearing some rumblings out of Geelong at the moment, yeah. and I'm. I'm getting concerned as a non-Geelong supporter. I reckon they're going to come home really well. And if, look, as long as injuries don't play too big a role with those 10 over 30s, 
then they're going to be really hard to beat. It's risk, risk you take, huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Geelong, in terms of Geelong, um, you're in the box seat, I would have said. Yeah. I think that the pressure's on Demons and Bulldogs at the moment. Geelong's just kind of keeping along, just doing its thing. And yeah. they don't seem to work, like no one seems to be too worried about them. Yeah. But, you know, you're putting up performances like this, where it was, it was like Port were in front about eight minutes into the last quarter. Yeah. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. yeah. And that's just that experience that I think that a young Bulldogs and a young Demons are going to go, oh shit. And you even look at those other sides, you've got, um, you've got Bulldogs, Demons, Brisbane, Port. They're all relatively young sides. Yeah, they like they've all got enough experienced heads mm. fitted through them, but they are still relatively young sides, including <coughs> Sydney. Like Sydney's sort of that one on, you know, we think they're sort of sixth or seventh. But Richmond's another one who you just you can't look away from Richmond no. or West Coast because they have that wealth of experience. Exactly. Yeah. Um, your Swans were disappointing. You went down. You went to the SCG. Yeah. We rugged um, up and we went uh, went I up to, to Sydney. Get off the bus. Yeah, we we went up to Sydney. Um, was really excited to watch this game because uh, my my grandfather and brother both Hawthorne supporters, and I thought we're gonna absolutely shit it in. Um, and I and. Yeah, I was going to enjoy a few beers, and the whole time I spent yelling at Razor Ray. So, <laughs> now, and, and and our players, uh, we were like, like a better word, dismal. I was going to say, I've seen, up. I've seen plenty of footy in my day, and I've seen games be turned by individual umpires. Don't know about thirty-eight point games. No, not a thirty-eight point game. I tell you what, he wasn't, he wasn't on his gay game on. Um, on Friday night, but I'll give him, I'll give him a, uh, I'll give him a C plus, just to, just to make him feel alright. Uh, no, it was Sydney were pretty poor. Our forward entry was disgusting, um, considering, you know, we've got a fair bit of lethal young talent in forwards coming up along the way, uh, and then arguably one of the greatest forwards of all time in Buddy Franklin rolling around there. Yeah, still at his age. Up there was one of the most athletic blokes to ever play the game. Yep. Um, and just not doing anything for anyone in, mm. in forward entry. Seemed to get the ball well out of half back, but then make silly silly decisions through the midfield and just yeah. Uh, Sydney Sydney just um, it was a fairly dewy and cold and breezy Friday night in Sydney. Uh, I think the boys just didn't get off the bus. Yeah. Unfortunately, and Hawthorne Hawthorne did. Hawthorne had a few coffees to get we've, them going. We've said it, if Hawthorne get going, like we've said it all year, what have they won? They've won three games now for the year. Yeah. But we've said all year, like their, their best is, look, it's not perfect, no. but it's exciting footy and it's it's dangerous. Like mm. it's dangerous if you're coming up against them. Yeah. Um, they, um, they were, yeah, they were just way too good. And I, yeah, Hawthorne's one of those teams that... You've got an excellent coach. And yeah, for sure. There's still a bit bit of experience there. Yeah. Um, Tom Mitchell had another ripping that ripping outing. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, we were just outclassed at every position. I don't think there was many positions where we weren't outclassed. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got nothing much to say about that. Um, Joel Amati. Yeah, I did see him. Big he, he's a big man and he's got mitts. Yeah. And like, he's buddy size. He's massive. Yeah. Um, 
He looked really, really good for the Swans. Maybe another um, one of your young brigade, young brigade come through. Yeah, which is a good, good look for us. Um, our midfield were disposal getters, but just seemed to turn it over a lot. Yeah. Um, and Josh Kennedy, Josh Kennedy for me, I don't know. Josh Kennedy is one of the most underrated blokes. Like I feel like he just doesn't get any sort of credit until it comes to the Brownlow, where he kind of racks up a few. But yeah, it's, it just seems he just seems to go about his ways, and no one really talks about him. But he's yeah. consistently putting up 28, 29, 30 yeah. with game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tom Mitchell's Tom Mitchell's still doing things. He actually had one of those games where he got more kicks than handballs. Which is be rare in his book. Stop books. it. He had 18 kicks, 16 handballs. So that's crazy. That's, that's crazy a, split. Normally it's bloody. Maybe that's why they won. <laughs> you, well, you, did, you did call we'll for it. it. <laughs> when we were here with Foz, which feels yeah. like a year ago, but four it was weeks ago or something. <laughs> yeah, our last episode. Um, you were calling for it. So just kick it, Tom. Kick yeah, it. And just yes. kick the ball. Um, um, but yeah. In oh, other news, sorry. We'll, we'll keep, on, keep on keeping on. Yeah, go for it. Um, the Dockers. Beat the Suns by 27 points, which some of the Dockers, I'm obviously not going to dwell on this game, but some of the Dockers are still ninth, um, which I think the top eight of Melbourne Dogs, Cats, Lions, Port, Swans, West Coast, Richmond Richmond. feels about right and honestly feels not far off. Like That's pretty much the order I'd have it in. Yeah. Based off this year thus far, you're still wary of West Coast and Richmond. And and you're thinking... I'm, I, don't know, I think you're thinking the same. Fremantle's no danger. I just, I can't <laughs> believe Fremantle is still, they've been like ninth all year. And I'm just oh. like, I've watched them maybe twice or something yeah. and they've played okay, but it's still like Monday and Fife. But Fife can't kick a goal to save his life. I don't know, man. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then Queen's birthday was quite a good game, actually. I did sit down and watch this one. Collingwood got a one up by seventeen points in the end. Um, obviously, as we alluded to early, Bucks uh, stepped away from coaching um, for the Pies. Yep. After twenty-seven years with the club, that is a long. That's stint. a long I don't think he's. Time. I think he went straight from playing, like he was the captain, and then retired, and then went and straight to assistant, assistant coach. coach under Mick Malthouse. He was there. For, he would have been there took for over like after seven the, eight years. Which one did they lose? 2011 to Geelong, I reckon they lost. Was Mick's last game for as coach for Collingwood. So he's yeah. been there for 10 years now, Bucks. He um, obviously, yeah. Like he's, look, hats off to him. He's been there a long time. Done a relatively good job. Got him to a number of finals, like deep into a number of final series. Got him to a grand final that it was only Dom Sheed that... Um, Stopped him from winning that premiership yeah, in 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good on your bucks. Yeah, well done. That's that's a that's a stint and a half, and to go out on a win against the top side and yeah, in comp. It was it was funny. You could just sort of see there was like the blokes like steel side bottom and pendles like they just lifted late. Yeah. Um, and it was just like yeah, they just wanted to get it done for bucks. I reckon. Yeah. And yeah. um, they did. What does this mean for... Oh, actually, the other big story out of it is Darcy Moore has done his ACL. Yep. Is that correct? Oh, I'm not sure about ACL, I but he's, done, he's a knee injury that is out for the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, likely out for the season. I, if it's, I oh, reckon okay. they would have confirmed that he would be out for the season and yeah. that he's done his ACL if he had done yeah. that. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe I just um, assume that. But 
Look, Darcy Moore out for the season. Well, hopefully that it is only the season. This season's a write-off for Collingwood anyway. Yeah, hopefully he's back for the start of next year because he's yeah. a very good player. We love to watch him. We're a big fan of him here. Yes, we the are. The intercept king. He well, being both being backmen, we've got a absolutely got a soft spot. Alcon. Got a soft spot. Um, um, but what's this mean for Melbourne? Are they like? Is this a? What do you make of this? Well, you know what we said it last time when they lost to who they lose to? They lost to someone. I think it was like, might have been North or Hawthorne. It was a uh, bottom team. Um, they lose to Yeah, they, they lost to someone. I can't even remember now. Um, but, anyway. They lost to Adelaide. Lost to Adelaide. They lost to Adelaide. They did too. They lost to Adelaide by a point. Um, and a couple of people Shit, said... Only four weeks ago. A couple of like people said um, that... You know what? Wouldn't be bad for them to have a loss. They were yeah. undefeated at that point. Uh, but a loss to Collingwood, you got to start thinking, oh, shit, are they deteriorating? Mm. Are they? Um, I did see it, and they just lacked, I don't know, the blokes who you're really looking for, especially early on in the game, like you're gone Oliver Petrarca, who's your real engine room. Yep. They just looked a bit flat. Yeah. Um, Tom McDonald, who's been playing really, really well, has been like I think he's one of the more improved and at times maybe been one of the form players in the comp. Um, he just missed a few really gettable chances running to open goal, like from twenty five meters out, and yep. missed a couple of really gettable chances. And you could just see it was sort of hurting them. Like whether it's just that mid season fatigue. A couple of the commentators were saying that they've got the buy next week. Sometimes leading into the buy, it's sort of like you're pretty much there. Like, you were ready for a rest last week and you just got to go one more and one more. Yeah. Anyway, and against a, an inspired Pies side, no doubt. Well, um, yeah. I mean, you got to take... Like, you got to see the other side of the story. And you don't have to say Collingwood, that's yeah. their... That'll be their last kind of push, I reckon, for the year. But they've got the top side that's like yep. they've shown a bit of spark. Yeah. They won't rock up next week. But, nah, I don't think so. Um, they'll... You know what? They... Had a crack on the Bucks last game, and that's good for them. Uh, tips now or tips later? Tips now. Yeah, Might as well cool. get through. We'll keep rolling. Uh, uh, cats, dogs. Wait, am I right? Yep, cats, dogs. Friday night. Friday night. I'm going with Dad's Army. Dad's Army. Oh, at GMHBA. Yeah, so there's obviously games tough. back at. Yeah, they've so they've. Uh, I, just saw Park. This. I just saw this. Yeah, uh, they've capped it at seven thousand. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, right. So, Cats, Dogs. Cats at home are really hard to beat That's on that skinny um, skinny Cadinia Park ground. Old skilled stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go Cats. I'm, I'm going with Cats too. They just seem, yeah, they're too hard to beat. Uh, there. Uh, yep. You know what? If dogs get up, I wouldn't be surprised. No. And if you see dogs get up, get excited. Yes. That's... I think this is big. a... I think, like, it's a real showdown. Like, yeah. Friday Night Lights. This is AFL. Is like I'm excited to watch dream this. match out. I'm really keen to watch this. Uh, Suns Port. Uh, 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 if, yeah, Port need to bounce back, and I think they will. And you know what? I don't think I'm going to watch that. <laughs> North Brisbane. North are doubling up. They're staying in, staying in Tassie. Poor bastards will be freezing by the time. Oh yeah. This Saturday be. afternoon game rolls around. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, Brisbane's going to win, but I. I don't be surprised if North just, rock up a little bit and yeah. sh- show them out a little bit because 
No one wants to go down to Tassie. Oh, no one really wants to stay in Tassie, but you may as well have a crack while you're down there. For some reason, I'm just like imagining like Blunston Arena, like those lights that are okay, but they're really not. Right? <laughs> like it's kind of dimly lit. It's <laughs> like meant to be a twilight game, but it's pretty much dark when they're starting. Like it's just that really cold part of the afternoon. Not to not to mention too, we uh, I didn't play, but you had your first one of these twilight games there oh, a couple weeks ago terrible up at up at Hollymount yep. and probably the most open ground with the shittest lights mm-hmm. ever um, and it looked by quarter time when I finally arrived it looked shit ass and I just went no I'm pretty glad I'm not playing when like you play in the afternoon and that's why I think I'm like I think I will be a fan of the day grand final the whole time yep. you want a football spectacle play the game at daytime. Yeah, played in like when the ground's slick, the ball stays dry. Like half time up to half time was okay, mm-hmm. and then you came out and the Jews just set in, especially in Wollongong. Like, yeah. but you know it's not that different anywhere in the middle of winter. And Jew sets in, and it's just like playing a wet weather game for yeah. no reason. Wet weather game, know. and it's fucking cold. It's it so was cold. so cold, um, and like I understand a couple of you people back home, like you're gonna be thinking. No, it's bloody two degrees, three degrees back yeah. here when we're getting up to watch under fourteens. At night, on the beach, when it's still blowing and the dew sets in, just, it'll say ten degrees, but it's fucking not. Just, <laughs> just let me go home. <laughs> anyway. But you're winning by hundred points. Oh no, point. there's still no one wanted to be there. Anyway, um, um, Giants Carlton. Giants will win this um, Saturday night at Giants Stadium. Um, I reckon, uh, I'm going to go to Carlton Resign their key forward Harry McKay, Harry McKay that's uh, big, Which is yeah. massive yeah. And I think that they're going to roll through And they're going to okay. yeah. I reckon you can't, you can't come off a draw From North Melbourne though And Not show up You've got to got to show a bit of fight yeah. So GWS This I, is a I, must win for GWS yeah, for me. absolutely uh, And then Hawks Essendon At University of Tasmania Stadium I'm Yuck. going the Hawks down there um, I'll go the Bombers yeah, after after I, I last like, week's showing. I like the Hawks down in Tassie, but I'll go the Bombers. And after last week's showing, I'm I'm on the train a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not because it was razor rays for the <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parks. I think we've I think we've got through AFL within like maybe half an hour. So I'm, that's not a bad I'm, effort. I'm proud of us. Um All right. Let's go to the other code. NRL. Let's go to the other code. Um, and Let's just start. Let's just start with the good stuff. Yeah, and, the, and like, then we'll just gloss over the end. I like yeah. it. I so like it. Origin game one, Whoa. last Wednesday. Whoa. Wasn't that a treat to be? Oh. Wasn't that a treat to be drinking fifteen dollar jugs of Bolter XPA and yeah. eight dollar espresso martinis? Oh, wasn't it? it was, and Watching Trell, Turbo, Cleary, and Tor. Oh, 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 oh. Just put on an absolute clinic, mate. It was great, mate. It was a ripping game to watch, um, and it had like. For the first 30, like first half basically, you'd want to say like it was a fairly good game despite the scoring. Yeah, of, you're right. It was twenty. It was 26 half time, but yeah. it felt like a lot closer than that. Yeah, it was um, It was a good game. Good game to watch. Uh, Queensland were, were physical, but just didn't really make much... Um, much like meterage on their yep. on their kickoffs and stuff yep. like that, so I feel as though like New South Wales were always creeping up, and then yep. a penalty would go and yep. they'd score off it. Yeah. Um. Whereas, yeah, 
I suppose that's like any other game, but like Queensland just probably lacked a little bit of. Oh, it was just like the Blues yeah. outside backs and their finishing ability. They were like unbelievable. So like all the Blues outside backs. So there was Tedesco was really solid, mm-hmm. but no one's talked about him because the centers in Latrell and Tom Trevojevic were unbelievable. Tom Trevojevic just. He was playing, I would say, right centre. Yeah, Trolls left centre. He was playing right centre. But he was just finding himself on literally the left wing, the right wing, through the middle. He was just doing whatever he wanted. He took the first... He took hit-up number two and hit-up number four of the match. So the first four hit-ups of the game was Tedesco, Trevojevic, Tedesco, Trevojevic. And that just gives them that go for their... Both such powerful, fast runners yep. get the quick play of the ball, and literally from the very start, New South Wales were just rolling and off to a flyer. Yep, agreed. Um, which brings me to a couple of points I wanted to say: Is that the best centres pairing we've seen in New South Wales Origin history, or even Origin history? Let's be honest: Latrell Mitchell and Tommy Jovovich, yep. like maybe not like consistently. But like game oh, one, when they're on and like, oh. like as far as damaging attacking ability, surely not. Like Tom Trevojevic is the best player in the world right now. Oh, you'd have to say um, so. Yeah. And oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen. Like I, neither of us have watched heaps of rugby league no. in our days. We haven't been watching it our whole lives. But I've watched a fair bit the last you know six seven years or whatever. I've never seen anyone dominate a game like Tom Trebojevic is at the moment and no. doing it every single time he goes in the field. yeah. Like, every time he's the best player by so far. Um, and Luttrell's just like... like He just looks so at home yeah. at that left-centre spot. And, like, you look at... Like, so you've got those two. And Kurt Capewell and Dane Gagai, who, like, have been really good for Queensland previously. Yeah. But... The speed of Trell and Trevojevic, they were just oh, they, like right. they were just burning them on the outside. Yeah. Um, and strength, they're, they're big boys. Yeah. I mean, like Capewell was covering Trevojevic, um, but like to me, Latrell and Gagai is a mismatch. Mm. Like you can't, yeah, Gagai can't cover that. Nah, um, man's massive. And He's then huge. And then you've got Adokar and Toto on the outside, who are both like they're really powerful runners as well, and re- yeah. like, obviously so quick. Um, uh, someone made the comment, I think while we were at the pub, Tedesco, Toto, Trell, Trevojevic, Adokar, Luai, Cleary. Out of that, the only, like, you compare the New South Wales team to the Queensland team, Cameron Munster's the only person who's getting a look in, in that making, New yeah. South Wales team. Look at the forwards. Saifidi, Cook, Jake Trevojevic, Cameron Murray, Tarek Sims, Isaiah Yo. Paulo, Payne Haas, and then Liam Martin, maybe, maybe not. Mm. But it's maybe like David Fafita might get a look in and Christian Welsh may get a look in. But there's like three players on the Maroons team who might play for New South Wales. But New South Wales is just better from literally 1 to 17. Yeah, 100%. They're just like a superior team. Couldn't Um, agree more. And so, yeah, it's... Look, it was a really good. It was bloody exciting. I was yep. loving being at the pub. Um, oh no, it was watching a, it. It was a great game to watch. Um, I was just having a look down. Our favourite player, Brian, to- oh, 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 <laughs> uh, had two hundred and thirty-three running meters. Yeah, and uh, two line breaks. He also had a double in the first half. Yeah, on debut. Yep. for the Blues. 
That's a sick Origin debut. Oh, unreal. unreal. But like, also, he's playing on the outside of Tedesco, Travojevic, because he's just running wherever he wants. Yeah, he's Trell on Trells, yeah. and he's left side. Toto. But like, there was that first one he scored. It was um, shit. Who's the number six? It was Lua. Just got the ball. Yeah. Drifted over to Latrell's side, gave it to him so early, mm. and Latrell just ran hard, draw, drew like two or three defenders in, and then just popped him. it out. And the easiest try that Toto will score in his career, and his yeah. first one for Origin. Like, I don't know. And yeah. then and then did some pretty sick acrobatics on the second one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, I won't disclose his name, but one of our mates had a hundred bucks. On mm. Tom Travojevic as first try scorer, doubled with Tom Travojevic, man of the match. My multi! 10,100 out. <laughs> That's a pretty good gig if you oh, ask me. I mean, that is. Like, but, like, I'd like to ask, though. Who's splashing 100 bucks on not on just double, first try scorer, but, but man of the match? Like, he's the best player in the world at the moment, and, like, there's no one else that you'd want to do it on, but. I'm backing it up. That's some ballsy stuff. That's um, some ballsy stuff. But, uh, like, I want to ask, though, is how is Tom Trojevic first try scorer and man of the match this, like, only, what was it, like, 10 bucks or something like that? Or no, it was 100. 101. It was paying 101. Yeah. That, that should be playing, like, he would have been playing 13s and 15s for both those separately. Yeah. That would make, like, over 100 bucks in, uh, in odds. I don't know. I reckon he was probably only paying, like, I have no idea. I'm guessing he could have been like seven or eight bucks to be Some, best on. Someone was telling me that like, he was like 15. I'd say I would have thought Cleary would be the only player <coughs> ahead of Travojevic to be. Or Munster. Munster, maybe. But like, yeah. I don't know. And do you see Queensland bouncing back? Second game in that Suncourt? No. But 50 to 6. It was like an absolute Mate, demolition job. And um, like, like we've just gone over. There's not many players in that Maroon side that are getting their look in on that New no. South Wales side. No injuries out of it. Yeah. Because clear, um, clear is fine. Clear is fine, yeah. The only person who might look to come in is Angus Crichton, who's been in good form. But True. the talk, I was just reading a few opinions and the overwhelming sort of voices. Look, team rolls out and wins 50-6 to six game one in Townsville yep. with three New South Wales supporters and 2,700... Uh, no, 27,530 um, Queenslanders. Yeah. Then that's pretty impressive. You'd probably stick yeah. to the same team. Yeah, no, that's I think, fair enough. I think Caelan Ponga comes back in and he'll go to fullback. Val Holmes will go out to a wing. Kyle Feld will drop out. And then uh, they'll get Big Papa, Josh Papaliti. Yeah. Will yeah. come back. And that's a, obviously two big ins. But I don't think it'll make that much difference. Anyway, we'll wait and see. Do just one thing on there. Do you swap out Jack Whiten for anyone? Uh, yeah, because he had a fairly ordinary game. I would have said. Well, because yeah. he only came on late. He's, he's, an, of... he's an okay fourteen, but I think you could potentially yep. get more out of an Angus Crichton at yep. number four, at that fourteen utility. Yep. Um, he sort of can play centers if need be. Is yep. um, a back rower, but. I don't know. I I would nearly do that because if you bring in Crichton, you could like if Tedesco because Tedesco gets 
fucking head knocks every yeah. every second yeah. time. You'd throw Trell back and throw Clyde and Trevojevic oh, to full back and full, or either way, yeah, yeah doesn't do matter, do whichever but... you like. Um, so he's probably like I said more of a utility than yeah uh, so, than what Whiten is. So yeah, um, so that that could be a change, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep it same old same old. Um, there's Origin. There's Origin game two coming up. I think next Wednesday, uh, which will be the twenty third, I reckon at Suncorp. Yeah. Um, will like it'll be interesting to see. I think the Maroons will bounce back. They will be better. Mm. But I still, gee, it's a I long still, way to come back. From. Oh, isn't it? Um, NRL, NRL. What do we got? Just uh, got the thirds playing, pretty much. Yeah, it's just again, sort of what I said. Like Penrith have got heat. Oh, all the teams have got all the good teams have got heaps mm. out. Um. What about like, uh, what about the Seagulls? The Seagulls smashed the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys fifty to eighteen without. Turbo. I saw a, I saw some. It was sort of cryptic and long winded, but it was like a Townsville, Queensland Cowboys supporter, and he said that he watched DCE play in Maroon and play like absolute dog shit, and the team in blue just absolutely smash him. That was on the Wednesday night, and then on Friday night, DCE was in Maroon, and his team were in blue, the Cowboys, and DCE absolutely turned it on yeah. and just just killed it um, in a best on ground performance. And he just said, "Ah, oh, you can't win sometimes, can you?" Um, so that was that's probably my main takeaway for about the last month. The Panthers have lost two on the trot. Yeah, um, Sean Johnson dropped over a field goal just on Friday night to beat them nineteen eighteen. Just on Sean Johnson too, he's openly said that he's not signing on with the Sharks. Yeah, he well, wants other he wants cl- clubs to come and get him, which uh, your name's not LeBron James. You're not doing your decision yeah. to Miami. Yeah, it's, <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah, yeah it's an oh, interesting no. one. But then the NRL is a lot more of a free market than what we know in the AFL. Um, so look, good luck to him. Shoot yeah. your shot, boy. Shoot your shot. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, um, you've got to shot yourself. And then this Titans-Roosters game, I watched bits and pieces. You watched most of the second half, didn't I you? Did, yeah. It was a cracking game in it the was. end. It was. And it was one of those games that like, you could probably argue was made interesting by the the whole send-off saga. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'd say if those weren't sent off, I think Roosters would have held on fairly comfortably. Yeah. Um, Titans man um, a late run a run of all ages and then just couldn't hold on after his, what's his name uh, Sam, Sam Walker Sam Walker he absolutely flunked a conversion like from far right wing like it was a tough kick tough kick but man he, missed he, it by 100 metres oh, <laughs> it was awful barely hit his shoe <laughs> well, he shinned it and, oh. then, and then clutched up with a fairly like long it was like it was nearly out of the 40 yard line yeah. it was that was, line, that was so impressive, yeah. It was a great kick. And so he, he came back from that and good on him. Um, Rooster scored in the 52nd minute here to make it 30-4. to four, Yeah. Um, which with, what, less than half an hour to go. Like, on top, they're going to win it easy. And then Titans scored and then there was a sin bin. Um, and then Titans scored the next one, two, three, four, five... Next five tries to make it to put themselves in front, make it thirty four thirty, and then Matic Valu really classy finish out wide. That was the one Sam Walker. Yeah, it was. Oh, that was a shin. that was a that was a great a try. try. Yeah, that 
That was unbelievable. Um, so a Titans-Roosters game was pretty much the only one I actually sat down and watched all weekend. Yeah, and um, like just looking at the scores, the only one that was really interesting, apart from the Sharks-Panthers one, but having like even saying with that, we're just saying the Panthers are running their third, third grade side. Yeah. It's barely a... Barely a and like... Nathan Cleary, like, Trevojevic is probably the best player in the world, but if you're picking someone, it's between probably Turbo and Cleary who you're picking oh, first. Yeah. Like, you're picking your world team or whatever, or you're starting from scratch. It's toss, a toss-up between those two. Mm. Um, they'll get, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Panthers will be fine. Yeah. But uh, Raiders won. Rabbits won over the Knights, as expected. Raiders beat the Broncos, as expected. Yep. Storm 42-16 over the Warriors. As expected, yep. yeah, it was forty to twelve over West Tigers. There you go, and, and then the Bulldogs sorry. whacked the Dragons twenty eight six on uh, Queen's birthday yep. Monday, and so that's not great signs for the Dragons. No, uh, no, that's not. But it's then not. whatever is great signs for the Dragons, <laughs> and they're still in eighth place. So now I look at the ladder. I don't know. Not really worried about it. No, we are. The dragons, the, the dragons have been fairly sucky. The bulldogs probably had a pretty good game. I didn't even watch it. I didn't do. I watch bits and pieces. Probably give less of a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, the again, it's only the top five or six in the NRL that count, and the rest yep. are just the rest. Yep. And I that's my wrap on NRL. Well, I have one thing. You've got one before. more day. Uh, the Roosters have lost three of their biggest names in the past couple months to retirement. Uh, that oh, is of course, Jake yeah. Friend, Boyd. Cordner and uh, Brett Morris. Yep. Um, and Boyd Cordner announcing his retirement this week due yep. to head knocks. It's um, I think it's something that we'll see a lot more, more of. Yeah. Um, like he's Boyd Cordner's God, he's done a lot. He's only twenty eight or nine now, mm. and it feels like he's hardly played in the last two years. Dude's dude. Like every time I watch him, I see him get concussed. I swear, yep. he's like he's made the right decision. Yeah. In, in my eyes. Um. And Jake Friend, I like barely watch him. I remember him playing Origin. That's yep. about it. I couldn't I, up until maybe a year ago. I couldn't even tell you he was playing for the Roosters. Um, um, but Boyd Corner is Boy Boyd Corner is the real deal. Like yeah. Australian captain, New South Wales captain. Yeah. Um, and was so at like some ridiculous age, like twenty two or something. Yeah. So he's retired. A good player. He's only just turned twenty nine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's retired. Yeah, he's hardly played for the last two years, as we sort of said. So, like, he was essentially before he was twenty-seven or eight. He's played twenty games for Australia, sixteen for New South Wales. Um, one, oh, Pricey will kill me. Two or three premierships um, with the Roosters, obviously yep. captain them. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting. I don't know. It's. It, I think it's something that we'll see more and more, as we said, with the head knocks. Yeah, I agree. Um, these blokes who just seem to be prone to them and keep getting them, they just can't go on like we once would have expected sports people to. No. All right. Uh, NBA. NBA. So, we are in the midst of the playoffs. So I, reckon, we've got a... I reckon I'm just going to step back and let you come for Go for it, mate. Here. You know what? I'll, oh, I can do that. So, we're going to have a look at the playoff bracket. bracket. So... First first round, we in the East, we had Philly v. Washington. Uh, Philly won that 4-1. Philly are the top seed. Washington the eighth seed. They've got Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, who seems to show up, but his team doesn't. Um, Westbrook, 
you know, he gets his triple doubles, but man shoots, you know, four of 30 every week. And so he's not doing his team any good. So they lost that series 4-1. Um, New York Atlanta. This would have to be one of the quickest turns turnarounds you'll ever see. Julius Randle has an absolute blinder of the season. Gets the Knicks the fourth seed. Man just did not get off the bus with the whole series. They were fourth seed. They were so fourth they were seed. playing fifth. Who they were playing fifth Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, right. Yeah. Who are actually balling out at the moment. Yeah. Um, but Julius Randle just didn't show up. I think in the playoffs, he'd barely, he would have barely averaged 13 points a game. Yeah. Um, shot shit ass like Westbrook and just yeah just didn't show up and the Knicks I think the Knicks just kind of lost their mojo when he did um, yeah. they were flowing off his energies and oh, I mean mate, like you've got to got to take your hat off to the Knicks they're a very 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 young and underwhelming side their their franchise players Julius Randle who could barely get a gig anywhere yeah um, was kind of on a Minimum contract for a while until he's yep. just shown up last year. Yeah, um, probably me three hundred and five bucks. Nice. <laughs> um, but Atlanta are rolling at the moment. Uh, Trey Young's playing some good basketball. They've got a good lineup. They've got a really nice, just a lot of contributors, um, which yep. is good. Milwaukee, Miami, Milwaukee absolutely trounced Miami. So Jimmy buckets and Bam Adebayo are gone out of here yeah. they'll return with Victor Oladipo next year and be pretty pretty hard to stop I reckon okay. Brooklyn trounced Boston uh, they 4-1 as expected um, the big three coming through and cruising through that series then over to the west Utah Memphis Memphis we're looking like mm. oh there might be something here uh, they won maybe game one yeah, game, game I think two. they did. I think they won game one, and then it was like, oh and shit, then, and, then, and Utah. then Utah just cruised through um, as expected. Clippers Dallas. This is this will be like one of the best series of the playoffs. Um, Luca showed up, Dallas didn't, and the man still took him to a game seven. That just shows how good Luca is. Yeah. Is um, he is he the next? So you've always like sort of got one dominating figure. You've obviously yeah. like. In LeBron, there was, you know, Carmelo and other people who were very, very good. Yeah. But LeBron was the man um, who, like, is Luca the next the next big man to come through? Like, he'll be the clear number one? Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd be silly not to say that. Yeah. I mean, he's, what, his third year, second year, third year now. Yeah. Um, dude's unbelievable. Like, he's single-handedly taking Dallas against possibly up there with a contender. Yeah. Um, and got two of the best defensive all-stars in the league. Yeah. He's, yeah, dude's averaging 35, 40 points a game with a couple of assists and rebounds. It's pretty hard to stop. And he's only 22 or something, 21 or 22. Yeah. He's young and, like, got so much potential. Um, the biggest worry for Dallas is, is after that playoff performance and Kristaps Porzingis being absolutely woeful, um, does, does Luca want to stay? At Dallas, mm. there's a lot of talk that he's not going to look at signing extensions beyond. Okay. I think he's got one or two years left on his contract, and okay. maybe even looking for trades. Um, there's a lot of talk about it, and there's yeah. a lot of worry about it too. But uh, Denver, Portland, uh, Denver got through with uh, Jokic, the custard pie eater MVP. 
Um, Damien Lillard had a game in this uh, in this one that was he had 12, 12 of 15 or 12 of 14 from three and had 55 points or something like that. Dude was just un- like unguardable from three and yeah. there was a it was a pretty cool meme at the end there where I think they were in second or first overtime and he finally missed the three. And Austin Rivers turns around and goes, "Thank God." <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just living off a prayer dude's, there. Dude's just hot. Yeah. Anyway, four two, uh, and there's also talk about Damien Lillard chopping himself out as well. Yeah, right. Um, so it could be an interesting. Is that, is that like this off season? There's talk, talk about, about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Well, they've shipped out Terry Stotts, who's been their uh, head coach for a long time. Okay. Um, and I think there's going to be a fair few movements in, in Portland. Uh, CJ McCollum needs to be moved on. Yep. Dude's just not showing up anymore. He shows up every once every five games. He's super overrated to yep. me. Um, then Phoenix and Lakers. LeBron. And AD. Out of here. Whoa. AD. AD was miserable. And LeBron... Unfortunately, I'd hate to say it, but Father Time seems to be catching up with the old fella yeah. when he has no assistance in yeah. AD. Yeah. Um, and you throw AD out of that roster, and that it's not a it's not a very good team. LeBron's 36, 35, 36. He's he's getting on, and if he's got no help, he can't get. He hasn't got the explosiveness to the no. player anymore. He doesn't yeah. have the physicality. There's younger, stronger yeah. centers that meet him there, and. If he's got no one to assist him, then he's in trouble. Yeah, uh, and that's what happened. Young Phoenix Suns, who are aren't they the aren't they the oh. fairy tale story? Let's let's keep the Phoenix uh, the Phoenix theme rolling. Let's go with the Phoenix again. Phoenix have just absolutely swept the MVP out of the competition, and he was actually ejected in the last game for slapping, which he is actually known for doing. He cracks it when he doesn't get a foul, has a little t- titty tantrum, and. He got ejected for it. Oh, poor old um, And in the end, got swept by Phoenix Suns. Um, Utah Lakers, that is now series tied at two all. Mm. Kawhi Leonard, I'll just go up on this while I'm here. Kawhi, the Kawhi light, as one of the announcers called it, his posterizer on Derek Favors oh. is one of the dirtiest posterizers I've ever seen. If you haven't <laughs> seen I it, have actually go seen and it. have a look. It is... I have seen that. There's a, a man dies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that series is looking really, really nice. Um, I'll bring something up about that with uh, Holy Grail Mail later. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Today, Brooklyn extended that lead to three to two. Um, and your boy KD put on one of the all-time playoff performances. He's the only player with forty-five plus points 15 plus rebounds and 10 plus assists in playoff history it's fair he had 49 7 17 and 10 with three steals two blocks dude just said come here steve i've got you put him on his back (laughs) took him through and just like hitting just ridiculous shots he shot 70 percent from the field dude's seven foot and just can flat out shoot the ball from anywhere and you'd have to argue, like, one of the all-time best scorers ever. Yeah. Dude's ridiculous. Can, um, so, obviously, Kyrie didn't play today. No. Uh, James Harden looks underdone or still half-injured. Yeah. Um, 
obviously KD's played all time today. Yeah. If he doesn't play all time, can Brooklyn still get over Milwaukee? Can they still get over essentially Giannis, Drew Holiday, and uh, Chris Middleton? Well, what I would say is that you've had you've had James Harden who comes back in. Yeah, he had a, like he's fairly injured, but dude got five points for the game. You turn even turn that into fifteen, and there's an extra ten points yeah, there. Yeah. Joe Harris is having one of the worst rounds of his career dude yep. like he's shooting like 2 of 11 I think he's averaging like 16% from the field at the yeah, moment right. you juice that up a couple of shots there's another 6 9 points that you get from him Blake Griffin shot the lights out um, 7 of 11 3 of 6 from uh, 3 he just came out of nowhere and played well yep. and then Jeff Green off the bench one of the most underrated veteran players never heard of him before dude was in the 2018-19 Cavaliers and was basically because Kevin Love was just shit LeBron's right hand man yeah and just kept showing up and 27 points he also shot the lights out uh, 7 of 8 from 3 and you know we just have a few more contributors yeah you don't so they've, so they've still got the depth there they I'm like obviously the big three are there they win yeah but you think this depth is still there my worry, my only worry for um, Brooklyn is when Chris Middleton shows up. If that dude shows up, he is a game changer. Like he had a really, really good game for, but then didn't play so well th- this game. Yeah. And Giannis, when he's confident shooting the three, that's a worry. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I still like I still like the Nets. Mm. Uh, and then finally, Philly, Atlanta. It's tight to all. Joel Embiid is sore and he's is he? out of energy and Ben Simmons is just not showing up at all. Uh, Tobias Harris has had a bad couple games and Atlanta just seemed to stick around. <laughs> Atlanta are going to be... Young, a- could young Trey Young... Young Trey Young. Young Trey Young. <laughs> bloody... Take him to a conference final. You never know. I think that they'll get absolutely smoked by the Nets if they do make it there. But... Um, that would be for me. Philly is more of a worry if Embiid is at a hundred percent compared to Milwaukee because they don't have a genuine lockdown defense center. Like Blake okay. Griffin's playing center at the moment because DeAndre Jordan's yeah, right. out. Yeah, hurt. yeah. They got Nick Claxton, but he's just too small for. No idea who that is. For, but, um, but if like if Embiid is there, he yeah. could tear him apart. Embiid shows up. Yeah, I'd be worried. Yeah, he's one of the most dominant scorers at the center. He's yeah. like that new, that newer version, shooting version of Shaq yeah. and Dwight Howard. I'd be worried about. Him. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, like we said, uh, Jokic MVP. Uh, I'm just a, I don't really like Nikola Jokic. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of him. Okay. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. He had a ripping year. Yeah. Um, I just think that there's more influential players than. Than him in the league, um, how many? And dude got swept by by Phoenix, so you you can't like really like Devin Booker, Devin Booker, thirty four year old Chris Paul, yeah, Master Yoda and his young <laughs> young Padawans. So like, it's it, I mean, yeah. yeah, like Chris Paul's had a couple of ripping games, and yeah. like compared to what he was doing at Lakers against the Lakers, he's absolutely tore Denver shreds. Yeah. Um, and then we also got today the All NBA teams. 
um, right. which included so first team was Giannis, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard. Um, by the way, Steph Curry was my tip for MVP, yeah. which yeah. a lot of people probably think no, but I don't know. Yeah, dude was scoring title. The next one, uh, second team was Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Julius Randle. That's not a bad second team. That's not a bad second team, is it? <laughs> uh, third team was Brad Beal, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Kyrie Irving. Which brings me on to my next one. All right. My next question. Biggest All-NBA snub? All right. You, you take so, control, you brother. My, well, first pick, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant didn't get a look KD's in. KD's not team. in any of those teams. No. Kevin Durant didn't get a look in. James Harden didn't get a look in. James Harden missed a fair portion of the year, but carried Brooklyn for a good portion of that to bring us to the second seed. Um, who else? Jason Tatum. Mm. Yeah. Carried uh, Boston. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Donovan Mitchell. Trey Young. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of notable admissions. Now, who do you take out of that side? For me, Paul, Paul George, George yeah. gets the boot. Jimmy Butler probably gets the boot. And I'd probably pick James Harden over Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, or Trey Young, either yeah. one. I, Paul George, Paul George is ordinary. Paul George has been ordinary since he left Oklahoma. That's what I thought. Dude, I was like, sucked. Like, just as I was starting to watch it, he was killing mm-hmm. it for Oklahoma. And I was like, well, this dude's kind of cool. Yeah. Had a good game four against yeah. the Jazz the other day. But the dude barely makes 20 points a game. Yeah. Like, if I was picking a multi, don't put him in your multi. Yeah. Because um, you don't trust him. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler, um, yeah, I don't think he's that good. I think he's like, he's a great leader. Um, very good at. Like in that team with those young blokes, but when you're talking about KD missing out, KD only played 35 games, but he still averaged 28 points a game, seven rebounds, and six assists, or something like that. Yeah, Jimmy's not putting those numbers up, no. and no. You know, he's carrying the Nets over arguably one of the like best teams in the league. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know, they I think there was a fair few snubs in that NBA team, and I think that, yeah. Jokic probably shouldn't have been uh, MVP, but that's controversial. That is a yeah. controversial decision because yeah. he was. I think he was fairly unanimous. Uh, um, nice, nice. That's me for NBA. That Moving was on. that. That was a long run. I can't that wait was. till. I can't wait till we're. We've got a few. When we get a few less games, to yeah, go through, then yeah. it'll be right. Yeah, for sure. This is the catch up one. We've got to catch yeah. up. We've got to cover all bases, and then yeah, no, nah, that's good. That's good. All right, um, international cricket. Go. You happy? Yep. All yeah, right. This is this is where I take it back. Yeah, so yeah. This, this is my domain, baby. All, All right. right. So New Zealand have beaten uh, England at home. I believe it's something like England's first home test loss in seven years. Like essentially, no one gets beaten at home these days. Everyone is sleeping on New Zealand as a genuine test cricket side. But the World Test Championship is. Starts on Friday yep. against India, and India are an unbelievable team. Don't get me wrong, but New Zealand seriously should go into this like neck and neck favourites. They are mm. a seriously quality team. They've just disposed of England. Uh, I think the first one was first match was rain affected. Yep. Um, Devin Conway on debut at Lords opened the batting first innings. 
came out, made 200, um, which is pretty impressive effort. Does that speak uh, to England's bowling attack, though? Like, cause uh, let's be honest, at Lords, like, you've got to Yeah, gotta well, up. I think Broad and Anderson were both flat, um, and it was... Oh, I can't even think of the dude. Some young bloke, um, Ollie Robinson, um, who... Was their, the pick of their bowlers took three and four wickets or something, um, but he has then been he then missed this second test match because someone went through his uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever, dug up um, some pretty red hot racist and uh, what was it? It was yeah, it was like racist comments. I didn't actually see the comments yeah. specifically, but don't, they don't pulled them up from when he was eighteen. I'm not going to say, <laughs> it. Um, and he got sat out of the second test match. Fair enough, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. But like, it was historical. I don't know. There's a few sides to that story. Like, who the fuck is going through and looking at someone's oh. like Facebook, Instagram history from ten years ago? It's only come out the day that he makes his test debut. Yeah, like. Anyway, and Dude, but a rough time there. He's been he's been pulled out, and they sort of missed him. So England made three hundred three in the first innings, New Zealand three eighty eight, and then England got bundled out for one hundred and twenty two, which you love to see. They were nine for seventy or something, which oh, you just well, you, you just love to see about about England cricket was when they got bowled out for fuck all against oh, Ireland, and like <laughs> let me tell you this, like this England side, so. The claim is they've had a few out. So anyway, New Zealand gone on one by eight wickets, chased the last thirty-eight runs they need in the last innings, easy. Yeah. Um, but this England side has still got Burns, Sibley, Crawley, Root, Ollie Pope, who is pretty yeah. much their set top five, and they will probably have um, Stokes to come in at number six, and probably Josh Butler to come in at number seven. Yeah. Now Stokes and Butler, they don't exactly like like the match winners that great players but they don't exactly like scream to you safety like oh, good shit, consistent no. test match runs I was going to say like they're two of the probably yeah. the, the key English players but yeah. they're not they're not making up 400 runs for you and no. holding out innings so this is this is like second innings games on the line and Burns gets a duck Sibley 8 Crawley 17 Root 11 Pope came out looked dashing 23 off 20 <laughs> Got himself out. Um, Lawrence none. James Bracey, none. And so that's their top their top orders made barely fifty runs. Yeah. Um, and so look, great signs for the Ashes in December. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Really exciting. Um, Should we just fast track it? Like yeah, hurry yeah, up? just play now. <laughs> um, it'll be great for Australia to actually play some test cricket for the first time in twelve great. fucking months. Great. We've still got a whole year, like 2020's matches were all postponed and we still haven't managed to play any cricket. Yep. But it'll be just great to have some, look, great to have England come out here and us bowl fast on fast bouncy pitches and just dominate them. Give me Pat Cummins already. I really miss him. Please. <laughs> now on that, just quickly too, like it's a nothing tour, but we're going on a tour to the Windies and Bangladesh. Yeah. Short form ODI T20s. I did see this. And... Pretty much everyone has pulled out yeah. as of this afternoon. Cummins, Maxwell, Warner, Smith, Stoinis, Jai Richardson, Kane Richardson, all left. Have <laughs> all just pulled out this afternoon. So that'll make room for our boy, Dan Christo. He will get a go, and I reckon he will kill it. Mm-hmm. And he's going, 
he, well, not quite actually, <laughs> but he will start in the T20 World Cup, which yeah. is supposed to happen in India yeah. in uh, November. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. But yeah. Dan Christian will start in the Australian side in the T20 World Cup. That's I'm my excited. that's my I'm prediction. Gonna, I'm excited to watch this. Even yeah, no, it's Wendy's, but like it's oh, it'd be great to have some cricket finally back. Australia yeah, exactly. haven't played cricket in just forever. A couple of those uh, blokes have been playing over in the IPL yeah. up until. COVID and that's absolutely smashed India. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why that's, they've pulled out. They've been home for I think they've only been out of quarantine two weeks. Yeah, and then they're flying out on the twenty sixth or so in ten days time. So I think they've been home for two weeks, so and they would then have to fly out in ten days time, go over quarantine for another fourteen days. When they get over there, play cricket nonstop, come back another four. So yeah, anyway, they've just gone. I think we need a rest, which fair enough. Yeah, to that's them. probably fair. Um, it's a weird old world we live in. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching the World Test Championship. India, New Zealand. I think I think this is something that, like, New Zealand, I'm going to be back and forth seriously hard because they need to win this. Like, New Zealand never really won a key tournament, never won a World Cup, never won this. This is the best New Zealand team to ever play for New Zealand. Oh, I agree. Um, and they knock off India. Like, as I say, everyone's sleeping on them. All they need to do is knock them off, and they're the real deal. I agree. How's that go? Happy? Hologram mail time, baby. Can I just jump in before yes. we get into the hologram yes. mail? I've just got a couple of like, key Cut. other What sports, caught your eye? What caught sports? your eye? All right, so boxing. I want to go into oh, boxing. Oh, of course. So Justin Booty and Paul Gow. Uh, are fighting tonight. They are tonight. Uh, I'm very so. By the time fight. by the time anyone will listen to this, it will have done. It will, it will have, have been done, but that's okay. Uh, go and have a look at the result. Have a look yep. at the highlights. I'm sure it's going to be an absolute ripping fight. I think that this would be the biggest test that Paul Garns ever faced oh, for sure. And he's dug up some old dirt that I reckon's hurt Hooney a little bit. And I think that Justice is going to like. Either A, going to show up and yeah. want to absolutely smash this bloke, or yeah. B, not show up, still want to smash this bloke, but just not come out of the little locker room. Oh, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, because this dude is like, I don't know if we've talked about him on the podcast yet, I don't think we have. Um, he's a, like, the talk is that he's the next big thing. Like, yeah, he's he could bloke. contend for a, like, a genuine world title in heavyweight boxing, representing Australia. Well, he's going off to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, and this is the, the whole basis of Paul Gallen's, yeah. uh, like, uh, I guess, pre-fight antics. Yeah. Is that I'm going to break every bone in your face so you can't go to the Olympics. I'm going to break your, I think it was break your nose, break your face, break your jaw, break your arm. I'm yeah, going to break whatever I can yeah. just so you can't live out your boyhood dream since you were seven of yeah. going to the Olympics. And then he also went on to say <laughs> that you're a fucking coward because he uh, he didn't come out. Like he refused to fight or something like that. Or okay. Something, something back a couple fights ago when yeah. he was a younger kid. Yeah. That, he backed out of a fight because he didn't want to fight the person and it was because it was like on a moment's notice because he had like pain like stomach pains all week and um, Paul like Gal was just going on about yeah. if you got stomach pains mate and you can't like have any like sparring matches going leading up to the fight surely you'd like makes a bit of sense to pull out and or extend it for a week or something like yeah. that and he didn't and he pulled out the night of the fight which is like sus as 
and called him a fucking coward. Uh, <laughs> and like, Hooney's had nothing to say about it. He's like barely, he's just kept yeah. to himself quite a bit. And it's not actually a, a route that I'm used to Gal like seeing Gal mm. take. Because yeah. against yeah. the, um, who was it, the other bloke, the uh, real tattered up yeah. fella, um, that he completely killed. Yeah. Um, he kind of just like said, oh, righto, buddy, we'll see. We'll see yeah, this yeah true, true. Uh, yeah. But he's really going on the offensive here, he's isn't he? turned it around. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Gal's, as much as he's an NRL player and he's a bit of a, a bit of air up and up yeah. to, upstairs, he's he can fight and he's got a good tank. You've, you're going to back it. Will it go... Will Gal be knocked out or knocked down? Uh, like, will, will, it be a, will it be a clear one or will it have to go to decision? I'm going to call that... It's going to be a knockout. Yeah. Uh, or a, no, like a TKO. Um, oh, yeah, these boys hit hard. Mm. They like swing from... Yeah. The, it's um, interesting. Um, I reckon reference. everyone's like, like... I think Hooney's still the ten or dollar fifteen favourite or whatever. Yeah. Like very short. But I've seen a few markets come up just on Facebook and whatever that, you know, we'll give you five bucks for Justice Hooney to win within the first four rounds. Yeah. Like... I reckon everyone's just sort of, oh, Gal, maybe. But well, I got no yeah, idea. Yeah, well, for me, you know, Gal's got a chin. I reckon he could cop a couple of punches. Mm. Uh, it's not the bloke that I'd want to fight nah. at any time. So, um, yeah, don't write Paul Gallen off. I think he's just as soon as he's the thing. He's yeah. it, but Paul Gallen can fight. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, July 24th, I'm super excited for this. It's Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 3. 3. Yeah, right. Uh, it's been set. They had a face-off yesterday that lasted for five minutes. Over five minutes. Blokes wouldn't leave. They wouldn't... They wouldn't. They just stood there. And because of COVID regulation, it was like you and I right now. They were a metre and a half apart, <laughs> but they were just staring into each other's souls for over five minutes. <laughs> what? I would have... Like, Those dudes are crazy, hey? Like, oh, they're just actually... Oh. They fucking hate each other. <laughs> They hate each other so much. And, like, Deontay, like, Fury's, like, talking up, like, Deontay hasn't wanted to fight me for ages and blah, blah, blah. He's only just, like, turned it around now that he's kind of half recovered. And yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a, an epic fight. Um, yeah. You're, so a Fury, you're a Fury man, aren't you? I am a Fury man. Yeah. I think he's, like, one of the most technical, technically sound boxers yeah. that you'll ever see at heavy, heavyweight. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's built, like... Shrek. Yeah, he's literally Shrek. And I love that in the... um, He's not, like, ashamed about it all. Like, he doesn't worry about it all. The face-off, he's just strolled out in, like, these Larry golf pants, cap, like, a snapback on backwards, and then just no shirt. And dude's just, like, rocking a mushroom top over there. And he's not worried. He looks fit compared to his last fight against Deontay, because I think that they've cut down what the weight limit was. Yeah. But, um... I mean, yeah, it's massive. He's 6-9. Yeah. I'd be pretty intimidated. Yeah. And then, in other news, this will be really quick. Novak Djokovic is headed for Grand Slam royalty in oh. that. I had this on my phone. He is going to be the only, or one of the only uh, players in history uh, to have... What is it? The, Run his own tournament oh. in a COVID uh, environment <laughs> yeah. and literally be like, a, like start a COVID cluster in Man, Europe. Man's a baby, but um, 
he's tight. he's on his way to having the Australian Open, the French Open, the Wimbled- uh, Wimbledon, and the US Open wins in the same year. Mm. Has that not um, been done before? That has been done before. Yeah. It's been done by Rod Laver. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's only by uh, Rod Laver uh, in the Open era. Yeah. Um, so... It's well. It would suck for him to do that because Aussies have to be way better. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But that's I that's just that's, very, that. that's very impressive. Yeah, and like he just won his nineteenth Grand Slam. Um, he's gonna have the French, take Rogers, French Open. Yeah. Goat question mark? Oh no! Stop I it! I don't know. Stop it! Okay, Holy Grail Mal, hit me, Tom. Uh all right. I don't actually have it in. Front of me. <coughs> Give me one second. Okay, I'm gonna go quick. Alright, go. Uh, Parks' pay packet. Alright, Parks' pay packet. Go. Sportsbet, BYO, Spider, and Kawhi to both score 30 plus in any of the next two, three, Who's four Spider? games. Donovan Mitchell. Uh-huh. Donovan Mitchell and Kawhi to both score 30 plus. It's paying like $3.20 or something like that. I think that's a pretty good value. Wait, for in that. any time in the next. No, like in any game. So, like, you yeah, do right. it per game. Oh. Like, they're. Donovan Mitchell's. He nearly had twenty five before the first end of the first quarter last time I saw him. Far play. out. And Kawhi is then like because Paul George only shows up every now and again. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's their scoring option. Yeah. They, they'll both get thirty plus. Nice. Guarantee it. I like it. Lock Go it in. It. All right. Here we are. Uh, from uh, a great might, great might, might. Sam Price. Um, he's been honest for months about not getting him on, not getting, not reading out his uh. His messages, but we're finally there. So here we go. My contribution to the Holy Grail mail this week. I want your best golfer made up of other sporting humans. Try to involve as many sports as possible. So what he's done. Driving, in brackets, he's got aggressive and big. Ray Lewis from the NFL. No idea who that is, but I'm guessing a big dude. Long irons. Long, semi-accurate. Get you up around where you need to be. Eric Hipwood from the AFL. uh, Brisbane Lions forward star. Short irons, accurate, able to control the ball beautifully. So, obviously, Steph Curry, NBA. Around the green, finesse, able to get out of trouble. David Bryant, lawn bowls, apparently the GOAT. Again, not fully around David Bryant, but I no, like... never heard of him. I but... love the like lawn bowls content. Yeah. Um, and then putting, analytical, thrives under pressure. Steve Smith, cricket, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, and... Caddy is a genius, and obviously he's gone Trent Robinson, the coach of the Sydney Roosters. Um, he said, good luck, P.S., go the Roosters, P.P.S., Schnapley for Norm Smith, P.P.P.S., bounty suck. Prices, holy grail now. All right, so I've come up with my, using prices format, I've come up with my people. So I've got, I have as well. For the driver, I had Anthony Rocker Lovely. from the AFL. Great, great Big, pick. booming, Barrels, we love to see it. Just get it out of there. Do you want to go? Um, yeah, you go. Yeah, I've gone with Tony Lockett. Nice AFL. So yep. aggressive, big, just, alpha. just oh yeah, yep. like everything about him is just, just like big. Oh, yeah, massive. You want you want your driver head to be big. Absolutely. Um, and then Wags threw up one Mike Trout from baseball. I had no idea what he was talking about, and then I'm pretty sure he showed me hit a golf ball. And yeah, dude can whack it. Yeah. So um, yeah, sure, Mike Trout. Um, long irons so again we're looking for long semi-accurate get you around where you need to be 
Parks, who'd you have? I've gone for Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain? Man, okay. That man is long. I don't know if he's seen <laughs> And it's fairly accurate. So I, okay, um, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I just heard long and yep. went... Wilt. Wilt. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I've gone for Dan Carter, uh, All Blacks legend. Yep. I'm not exactly sure why. I think I just went off long, semi-accurate. Look, one of the best kickers in Union ever, if not the best. So nice. that was my boy. Uh, short irons, accurate, able to control the ball beautifully. Who you got? Randy Johnson, one of the best baseball pitchers ever. Uh, he mainly played for Arizona and Seattle. Um, dude was like one of the best pitchers, okay. left hand pitcher, and could. He was nicknamed the big unit. Nice, uh, I like it. A little but, bit of crossover. Yeah, yeah could I pitch like in it. for a quick drive if need be. Yeah, he's like a he's like a six. Yeah, six I like nine, it. You know, I like nine. it. Um, who did I have? I had Joey Johns from the NRL. Yeah, just nice. able to control the ball beautifully, control the game, just set you up, Joey. Nice. Uh, around the green, finesse, able to get out of trouble. Uh, Roger Federer. Did you have Roger too? I had Roger. Oh, what? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Federer yeah. uh, who exactly is exactly the same as me who is one of the best tennis players of all time yeah um, and I think his great skill was just his ability to not lose points like yeah. obviously he was such a skillful player but yeah. just could not get it past him and, and control just, the just control the, the tempo yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. big gamesmanship big. nice putting right, putting so analytical thrives under pressure who you got Tom Brady Tom Brady yeah Nice. 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 <laughs> like that's hard to come back. Who'd they come back from when they were like 26 points down? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. It <laughs> in the Super Bowl, I like 26 points down and he just gets them back. Is that against Seattle? Uh, I think so. Uh, I, I, went, I went Michael Bevan, uh, 90s, early 2000s cricketer, known as, especially in like the one day format, the finisher, like just had the ability just wherever they were. MS Stone is another one in, yeah. in the cricket who like seem like they've got themselves in there. The approach is really ordinary, but they just get it done. Just yep. finish it. So just put it in the hole. Yeah. And I reckon either Bev or MS would do that beautifully. Lovely. Your caddy. Genius. So I'm going to match this up quite well with probably the most crucial part of golf, which is putting. And I'm okay. going to go with Bill Belichick. Ooh. Paired with Tom Brady. Oh, mate, I like it, mate. That's outside the box, mate. You've got to. You've, your caddy's got to be able to read the greens, and those those blokes they know each other like the back of their palms, and I can just see that mate, working. That's like some fucking treat. That's some fucking four D chess that, analysis. That is. That's good. That, I have. Um, like I. I will admit, I've gone for the double NFL there. So yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, I, I like it though. I like it. Um. My caddy, I went Sir Alex Ferguson. 13 Premier League titles over 26 years. Lifted more than 30 trophies. Like, like he's probably the GOAT football manager. Uh, ma- manager him. Yeah, manager of Manchester United yeah. for so long. Like, literally under him had Rooney, Ronaldo, um, Beckham, Giggs. Like, all, yeah. of, all of the Manchester City, like, uh, Manchester City, Manchester United glory is. Mm-hmm. He was at the helm. So, look, I'm backing him to come up with a bit of genius. Lovely. I like that. That's good. I've never heard of him before in my life, but that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never heard of half of yours though. either. So, we've got to, look, we're branching out. We're covering all bases. Nice, nice. Um, 
Anything else? I can that'll do, mate. I think we've got I got one more bit of hologram mail and it's very, very quick. Right. From Cullen Slattery, uh, my good mate from yep. school. Uh go crom. That's go crom. that's literally all I, like I got. <laughs> I like it. So go crom. Good content. <laughs> good content. Keep it coming. That's what we're all about here. Thanks, Grailers. <laughs> <laughs>